It's your favorite Limp Biscuit singer, Fred Durst here. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of new ways to introduce every episode, and I'm just scraping the barrel. I mean, just scraping it. You know, fingernails got the grime under them. I'm scraping that barrel for ways to um, rejuvenate or re-energize the intro to this show. Because my other podcast, The No Davis Show, I could just go, hello, hello, welcome, yada, yada. Every podcaster does that. So it's just kind of boring. I like to I like to mix it up on this one, you know, give, give you a little curveball. This is the No Davis Watchcast, where I talk to you about anything and everything I watch this week. TV, movies, that's about it, really. I say other things, but that's all I watch. I mean, anime, that's just TV. So, first up, Loki, episode 5. I've been talking about Loki the past 3, 4 weeks. I think I skipped a week, so I guess you could technically say that was a week. So, supposedly, it's been the past 5 weeks I've been talking about it. Loki, episode 5, season 2, episode 5, has been better than this season so far it's it's a lot better it feels a little more singular and concentrated it has more stakes it has a certain panache to it whereas the past episodes have not felt like filler but they have felt as though they're meandering around the plot they're meandering around the event that's supposed to be big and exciting and whoa, how'd this happen? Or, you know, because it's literally about timelines blowing up. So you would think that would be a huge cinematic event. And it really hasn't been. It's, it's, if anything, it's just been a tease for the next episode over and over and over. And so it's good to finally see that pay off a little bit and give us something that makes you think a little bit. It, it actually makes you think a little bit, unlike the past episodes, and it gives it just a, a sense of, of um, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, your seriousness. Uh, there's probably a way better word that I can't think of right now. gives you a, a sense of seriousness that it actually matters, as though, you know, the past episodes, yeah, they've... They mattered, but they never felt as though they did. It, yeah, that makes sense. So this episode is nice to finally see that kind of culminating into a season of TV. You know, uh, season one, I think, really only picked up around this time. I think episode one of season one did a lot of favors because it gave you this new world, gave you these new characters, gave you this new aesthetic, gave you all this new plot. And so that held you off until episodes five and six where were absolutely fantastic in my opinion. So season two did not have that first episode. If anything, the first episode of season two meandered even more so <laughs> uh, than most any other episode. So it, 
it's just got this feeling of plateauing. It's still it's still quality TV. It's still better than 95% of TV, yet it's not better than, I don't know, other Disney shows. I mean, look at Andor. Andor is freaking wow. And it's, it's just nowhere even close to Andor. While it's watchable and it's enjoyable, and I did like this episode a lot, the season as a whole has felt, hmm... Mm, you know, I don't want to say middling because I would I would think that gives it more of a negative connotation than I mean. Yet, the positive version of middling. How about that? <laughs> Where it's 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 okay. You know, it, it's fine. It'll do, uh, and it'll do. Hopefully, episode six is as good as season one's episode six. But that would have to be an absolute home run out of the ballpark, I mean, Grand Slam, they would have to pull off something amazing for this season to leave a, um, a better taste in your mouth than season one or just a, a better cohesive story than season one because season one almost felt like it ended the show or the plot. I know it didn't, but it had that feeling of finality, and this season just doesn't. If anything, this season has led me to believe that they could pull out another season if they wanted because, again, it hasn't really gone anywhere. If episode six, yeah, changes all of this, all that I'm saying, of course, I'll, I'll tell you next week. Yet, just going off these first five episodes, that's how I feel. Next up, I watched The Day the Earth Stood Still, not the Keanu Reeves version. Dear God, not the Keanu Reeves version. Love Keanu, but ugh. the original <laughs> Day the Earth Stood Still, it's just... It's so charming, and there's almost a whimsicality to it. Whimsicality. There's almost a whimsicality to it because it's this, you know, obviously it's an old movie, so it's got that old feel, and yet it posits very modern feeling questions and settings and environments even. Uh, even, like, character progression uh, feels very modern. It, it feels as though it's checked off the boxes of, oh, this is what makes a good movie a good movie. And that's totally fine to do. It's not like 10 out of 10 blowing your mind amazing movie, but it is a fantastically solid movie. It has a quick plot that doesn't take any sort of uh, genius to figure out and yet is simple enough, or sorry, complex enough so that there are nuances to it. There are a ton of nuances to the plot. And, you know, with the alien, uh, not Calder, I forget his name, Cal. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Cal-El and Superman's, it's messing with my idea of alien names. Uh, <laughs> it's something like Calder, but it's not. Uh, the main alien guy, he, the actor just does an impressive job of conveying this almost bewilderment, but tinge of curiosity to it. And not a, not a parent looking down on a child uh, with displeasure, but more of an outsider looking into this exhibit that, you know, the outsider's got to deal with something. You know, somebody's got to run the zoo. And so this character just goes through all of the motions of those thoughts and feelings and how his people are going to deal with Earth. And I don't know. There's just something very modern about everything it's saying. Yes, the setting's old. Yes, of course, the acting's a, a little hammed up. I don't think the main guy hams it up, but everyone else, the, especially the kid actor, I think he hams it up a little bit. And I usually don't like kid actors, but this kid role is written in such a way that A, 
it makes sense to the plot. And B, it progresses the plot. A lot of kids in kids' movies don't progress the plot or make sense in the plot to me. Sorry, kids in adult movies, because kids in a kids' movie, that makes sense. Kids in adult movies don't progress the plot or just don't make sense or they're just shitty comic relief. And while this kid is a little bit of comic relief, there's... A, a need for him. He's actually a necessity, and that's what I want. Just a character, not just a random kid. Not Mad Max in the Thunderdome. Let's pull these little rascals out and make a fucking family movie <laughs> in the last hour. Ugh. Okay, I'm not even. I can't even think about Mad Max Three. I absolutely love that series, but Thunderdome's ooh garbage. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah, Dave the Earth is still super easy, breezy. Uh, easy to watch. You can, you know, just your mind goes with it. It's almost as though it's a Tarantino movie in the fact that you don't realize how long it's been. You know, Tarantino movies are three hours long and yet you watch it from start to finish and you think, oh shit, that wasn't that long. Um, it's the exact same thing because it's a two hour movie and it just flies by. Uh, well, it might not be exactly two hours, but it flies by. It gives you a sense of motion that gets you to the, from the beginning to the middle to the end without any hiccups, without any, oh crap, I need a, this movie sucks. You know, I need to quit watching this or this character's decision doesn't make any sense. There's none of that because I just think it is a very concrete plot line in a movie. And, uh, yeah, really good movie. I'd recommend it. Last up, the last thing I watched, Space Adventure Cobra. It is a 1982 anime, probably based on a manga. I should have looked that up, but I didn't. It's a spacefaring adventure where you have this cocky pirate guy who's just a badass, and he went. It's almost like Golgo 13 in a way, except space. And he's not so much a hitman as much as he just murders everybody. Uh, <laughs> he literally, all of his problems are solved with a gun. And it's it's kind of impressive how the writers were able to do that over and over on it. I mean, really, it's it really is impressive when you're able to just write the same ending every single time. Except for like one, they had like a, a rug ball arc where they play baseball, but it's got tackling and punching and you can kill each other. So basically slugfest. Uh, they had a slugfest arc where the gun didn't really come out all that often. So it, it is impressive when they do that. And Space Adventure Cobra just gives this feeling of awe. Everything is stylized. Everything you see is stylized. Oh, there's a toaster? Nah, it's a future toaster. Oh, there's a car? Nah, it's a space car. Oh, the, you have a pencil? Nah, it's a space pencil. It's got like twirly things coming out the end and maybe two tips and uh, eight erasers. You just, you just never know with any of this or, Oh, a space cup. They're angled and they don't sit right. Or they, they aren't just a cylinder or you have a space, the space computer. It's just a grand piano. It's really badass And it's really awesome. Uh, there's just so much to the show. So much pizzazz, so much panache. Uh, there's a, there's a style that, Anything I say would be an understatement until you just witness it for yourself. The score is absolutely fantastic. I love all the strings and the bass slapping and the synthy uh, 70, late 70s disco kind of thing going on. Uh, you know, J-pop, 80s J-pop. It's, it's just great. Other than one big thing, and I'll, I'll talk about this more. One big thing for me is the over-sexualization of the women. And it's almost annoying. Like, yes, 
hot ladies have been around. Yes, hot ladies are in real life. Yes, hot ladies are in TV shows. Uh, but when every single female character, woman character, feminine character, every single one has perky tits, super skinny model, thin. Uh, they have legs that put McFarlane action figures to shame. I mean, there's just every single one is just this hot lady who is scantily clothed and just n nothing at all like the men. The men, they have men, alien men from different planets that look ugly as shit. There's, they're mean looking men. They're weird looking men. They're skeevy looking men. There's, there's barely even any attractive men, honestly. But then when you get to the women, every single one, even the robot woman, I mean, Guys, <laughs> I get it. This was probably one of the first big space fair adventure ones. So maybe there is a sense of irony. Maybe the person who created this does have the sense of, oh, women are over-sexualized. So I'm going to parody it so hard that people in the future won't even know if I'm a part of the parody or not. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure because obviously I'm sure this creator is long gone or uh, doesn't answer questions like that. You know, it's... It's really weird to watch. It really is because every single woman, <laughs> every single one is designed exactly the same. And so even if you're one, even if you're a person who's like, oh, you're complaining about over even if you're disagreeing with me on that fact, I'll posit another one where I'll say, oh, well, they're just reusing the same design and that's just lazy. You know, uh, if you reuse the same model for every single woman character ever, 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 ever in your entire show over and over again to the point that some women characters look like the same character. They're two blonde characters that I can't see the difference in when they introduced this other one. I was like, oh, it's her. And then he started talking to her, not uh, as a, uh, what's her name? Dominique. Yeah. So Dominique's character, uh, Dominique Royale, whatever. I'm not going to tell you the plot. She's a part of the plot. She's a character you see multiple times. But they had another blonde character in the middle of these episodes that wasn't Dominique. And I, until they said something, I thought it was Dominique. So, again, even if you're thinking, oh, complain about over, it doesn't matter because now it's just lazy. So, you can pick your pick. It's over-sexualization or just lazy. It's, it's one or the other and you can pick which one. I don't care, but my complaint stays the same. Uh, yeah. It's still an amazing show. It's still awesome. Yeah, there's that old-timey sense of women, but <laughs> it's still awesome. Cobra's still a badass. Uh, even some of the women care, like uh, Android, uh, what's her name? Armoroid Lady. She is the Andro hot Android Lady. Yeah, I know, hot Android Lady, uh, just whatever. Uh, that's his companion. She literally has uh, robo-boobs, like cups that just attach to her armor that are just boobs. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but even those characters, even some of those characters are really badass. So it's not even a problem with how they're written. It's just a problem with how they're conveyed and how they're presented. So it's really cool to just see all these badass characters and their own stories with their own plots and their own worlds and the whole rug ball arc. And then there's the ultimate weapon arc and this pirate guild. There's so much going on with the show. It's, it's not hard to keep up with but it's hard to keep it all in your head. You know, you're, you just kind of maybe forget a planet or forget an episode because you see so many different alien races and characters throughout the show that it's, 
it's almost mind boggling with the quantity that they throw at you. And it's not as though the quality takes a dive. It's all got really cool ideas. There's this Sordian race, which is really cool because, you know, I've, uh, I write some things in my spare time and I've also written an anime with a talking sword. And it's just, it's really cool to see that, you know, since 19 Dickety two people have been writing about like talking swords and there's just, it's crazy that, you know, my inspirations that have only been inspired by Cobra have led me to create a creation that's somewhat similar to the creators of Cobra created. And that's, I, I don't know. There's something amazing about that. It's, it's a really cool feeling and it just makes you think about how inspiration takes hold everywhere. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, or what you think should inspire you versus what does actually inspire you. It's just, it's, it's cool. It's cool as all because Cobra comes off as the show that's like, Oh, this is your animator's favorite anime, you know? And so when people say, Oh, Cowboy Bebop's the best and, uh, fucking shampoo's the best. Well, Watanabe might say, Hey, Cobra's the best. So what do you say to that? You know, when the creator is inspired by something that he probably thinks is better than anything he's created, uh, do you do you say he's wrong for, you know, saying that something's better than his creation? Or are you just kind of a pompous ass who thinks everything or all your opinions are totally 100% correct? You know, it's, uh, it's something. And I kind of even forgot what I was talking about. So we're just going to leave that on an open end and get back to Cobra and how I'll finish the show. I think I have seven episodes left. I think I have seven episodes, so we'll finish that today and tomorrow, and uh, I'll talk about the ending next week. I think there are some reboots and sequels and revivals. I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a season two, well, quote-unquote season two, but it came out in 08, I think. So do I watch that? Is there a sequel movie I need to watch? I'll probably have to do some research before I come back and tell you I've finished Cobra. But other than that, I think that is all for this episode of the No Davis Watchcast. I will see you next week, hopefully next Tuesday, because that is when I record. I'll see you guys.